In strengths, we shall activate joy. Welcome to the Strengths and Joy podcast. Your host is Joy Lane. She's a superpower activator and she's on a mission to empower leaders and entrepreneurs to accelerate their business performance by impacting positive leadership, sustainable performance and well-being. How? By using the best of positive psychology and the joy method. Joy has a background in positive organizational psychology and the top superpowers are mission, drive, growth and strategy. With these, she strives to inspire you with practical and science-based strategies. This show is made possible with the support of our sponsor, Superpack.Asia. We all have our unique blend of superpowers. Now it's time to discover, activate and amplify these strengths for the flourishing of selves and organizations. And now, it's time to jump right in with your host, Joy Lane. Hello there, in Strengths we shall activate joy. I'm Joy and welcome back to the Strengths and Joy podcast. Today we are going to explore what is well-being and how we can maintain and improve our well-being, especially in the midst of a pandemic. In this episode, we will explore what positive psychology research has to offer about well-being. This is a prelude to the 14-part Be Well series in support of the World Health Organization call to physical distancing and staying home. Diving right in, what is well-being? What is well-being to you? When you think of well-being, what words come to your mind? Many would associate it with satisfaction, positive emotions, happiness, wellness, joy, health, and so on. No one element determines well-being but each contributes to it, and its level of importance varies from person to person. There are various ways of looking at well-being, with the main ones being Carol Griffith's model of psychological well-being, Ed Diner's subjective well-being, and Martin Solomon's PERMA theory of well-being. Given that this podcast is meant to be practical, with science-based suggestions, I will not go in-depth with the theories, Still, it is good to have some knowledge about the basic theories out there about well-being, so I will share briefly about Carol Reeves' model of psychological well-being and Ed Diner's subjective well-being. After that, let's use Martin Solomon's PERMA theory of well-being to find practical ways to enhance our well-being. Professor Carol Riffs has been studying well-being for well over 20 years at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She created one of the first systematic models of psychological well-being. Till today, it remains one of the most scientifically verified and empirically rigorous. Carol's six categories of well-being are 1. Self-acceptance What kind of attitude do you have towards yourself and how accepting are you about the good and bad qualities of yourself and your past? 2. Personal growth. How invested and how interested are you in your personal growth and how open-minded are you to new experiences? 3. Purpose of life. Do you have goals in your life? and a sense of directedness? Is there meaning in your present and past life? And do you have beliefs that give life purpose? 4. Positive relations with others. 
What kind of relationships do you have with others? And are you capable of pro-social emotions and to understand the give and take of human relationships? 5. Environmental Mastery How much control and competence do you have about your surroundings and the external world? 6. Autonomy How much do you conform to expectations of others and how much do you rely on your own personal standards versus giving in to social pressure? So which of your answers surprised you? That is Carol Reeves' theory of psychological well-being in a nutshell. Now we move towards Ed Diner's well-being theory. When I did my postgraduate in positive organizational psychology, Robert Diner was my lecturer for the positive coaching module. Both his parents are well-being researchers and Ed Diner is his father. Because of that, we did get some lovely stories about his father's journey into well-being research. I must say, it feels quite out there to be hearing these stories and it played in me getting to take well-being more seriously. Professor Ed Diner is one of the world's foremost subjective well-being researchers. His vast contributions to the field for over 25 years have earned him the nickname Dr. Happiness. Professor Diner defines subjective well-being as people's cognitive and affective evaluations of their lives. In simple terms, subjective well-being is your personal evaluation of your overall life satisfaction and in the different areas of your life and your overall emotional experience, meaning do you have more or less positive and negative emotions. Subjective well-being is most often thought of as having three components. Firstly, frequent positive effect. Secondly, infrequent negative effect. And thirdly, cognitive evaluation of one's life satisfaction. These three components are considered distinct but interrelated because individuals tend to make judgments of satisfaction using their emotional experiences. Consider how strongly you agree or disagree with these statements. In most ways, my life is close to my ideal. The conditions of my life are excellent. I am satisfied with my life. So far, I have gotten the important things I want in life. If I could live my life over, I would change almost nothing. Your answers are an indication of how satisfied you are overall with life. So, how did you fare? That sums up Ed Diner's subjective well-being theory. Now, that brings us to Martin Solomon's PERMA model. The PERMA, P-E-R-M-A framework is created by the founder of positive psychology, Professor Martin Solomon. I personally like this framework because it has five distinct components that we can address that is said to be the key contributors to well-being and flourishing. That makes well-being quantifiable and less fluffy with specific areas we can focus on to bring intentional change with our behaviors. Since one of my superpowers is being an activator, 
I am all for action to bring positive change. Some researchers believe that cultivating your health is also a significant contributor to well-being. Hence, I will also include health in this episode. PERMA stands for Positive Emotion, Engagement, Relationships, Meaning, Achievement, and Health. P for Positive Emotions is the right balance of heartfelt positivity to boost our resilience. E for Engagement is the regular development of our strengths, those activities that energize us and we perform well in. R for relationships is the creation of authentic and meaningful connections that support us. M for meaning, a sense of connection to something larger than ourselves. A for accomplishment, the confidence and the competence to do the things that matters most to us. And H for health, eating healthy, regular exercise and deep and uninterrupted sleep. Let's start with positive emotions. Research has shown that experiencing heartfelt positive emotions enables us to be more optimistic, resilient, happier and healthier. Professor Barbara Fredrickson from the University of North Carolina created the Broadened and Built Theory that encourages us to deliberately pay more attention to having and the creation of more positive emotions. As the name of the theory suggests, there are two parts to this theory. We broaden and then we build upon it. Negative emotions tend to narrow our focus to what Frederick calls the momentary thought-action repertoire. It is an adaptive evolutionary response. This fight-or-flight response has kept us safe all this while. Frederick hypothesizes that positive emotions, on the other hand, broadens the momentary thought-action repertoire so that we don't go straight to the tried and tested, but instead look for creative, flexible, and unpredictable new ways of thinking and acting and broaden our perspective. By doing so, we can build more important and lasting resources. In Fredrickson's book Positivity, she revealed research that indicates that an approximate 3 to 1 ratio of positivity as being ideal in terms of high-functioning teams, relationships and marriages. This is sometimes referred to as the Lozada ratio. That means for every one negative emotion, you would want to have three or more positive emotions. Self-inquiry time. How can you find ways to find more heartfelt positivity in your life? Think through your day routine and think of where you can insert jolts of joy, even if it is just for a minute or two. Where are you allowing negativity to invade your life? Social media is often overwhelmingly negative, especially in a time like this. Protect your mind space. Limit your social media time and do not allow it to overtake your life. Think of what you can do to replace some of the social media time that would generate positive emotions for you. Engagement. Ever did something and you felt lost in time? 
felt so engrossed in an activity that time just flew by. You were in flow state, a state of high engagement. Engagement is the feeling you get when you are completely absorbed in what you are doing. Some people have given it names such as like being in the zone, being one with the music. You go into flow when your highest strengths are activated to meet the highest challenges you encounter. Do you know what are your strengths? The Veer Institute of Character provides an assessment where you can discover what are your character strengths. Strengths profile from Capfinity reveals where you are placed in 60 prevalent strengths. It has a quadrant system that shows what are your realized and unrealized strengths, learned behavior, and weaknesses. These are the two main tools that we work with in the Joy Method for strengths development because together they are a powerful combination for people to activate their prevalent strengths and character strengths. Using your strengths goes beyond supporting you in being more engaged in life. Activating your top superpowers leads to more positive emotions, to more meaning, to more accomplishment, and to better relationships. What can I say? It's a 5-4 home run. Self-inquiry time. What are the activities that completely engages you? How can you create more opportunities for flow? What are your strengths and how can you use it in different ways? Relationship. During my time of positive psychology education, one phrase got stuck in my head. I struggled with it, debated with it, and in the end, I was won over. It is a phrase by Christopher Peterson, a professor of psychology at the University of Michigan. He said the three words that I felt summed up the essence of humanity. The phrase is, other people matter. Are you struggling with it the way I used to? I am sure I wouldn't be alone in this matter. Jokes aside, Harvard study of adult development, the longest study on happiness that took almost 80 years, has startling revelation. In a popular TED Talk titled, What Makes a Good Life? Robert Wardingle, the director of the study and a professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School said, The surprising finding is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationship has a powerful influence on our health. Good relationships don't just protect our bodies, they protect our brains. The people who were most satisfied in their relationship at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80. The study revealed that close relationships, more than money or fame, are what kept people happy throughout their lives. Marital satisfaction has a protective effect on people's mental health. These ties protect people from life's discontents, help to delay mental and physical decline, and are better predictors of long and happy life than social class, IQ, or even genes. Having more high-quality connections helps to gen generate vitality and energy that contributes to our well-being. Self-inquiry time. How much effort do you spend on nourishing significant relationships? What is a nurturing relationship habit that you can create that is simple and does not take up 
that much time. How can you develop more compassion? What can you do to increase trust in your workplace and with your loved ones? Meaning, why do you get up from your bed every morning? What moves you to do the work that you do? What kind of meaning do you derive from your life and the things that you do? Viktor Frankl, an Austrian neurologist and a Holocaust survivor, shared in his book *Man's Search for Meaning*: "Those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. That is the power of meaning." Professor Angela Duckworth of the University of Pennsylvania suggests that if you do not have any passion, you can start by investigating what actually interests you. Grab a pen, write a list, try free flow writing for five minutes. You might be amazed at what comes out. Research suggests that you can find meaning in your work. You will be happier, more motivated, more committed, and even more satisfied. That leads to better performance. In my strengths profile assessment, my top realized strengths are mission, drive, growth, and legacy. Definitely strengths that are closely related to the component of meaning. The degree of importance for each of these components in a PERMA framework varies from individual to individual. My top strengths would suggest that this component of meaning plays a vital role. And what helps me flourish? This has been powerful self-awareness that has directed my focus and purpose in life. This is self-awareness that you can have too when you go deep with the PERMA framework to discover how important each of the components are for you, and to use the self-inquiry questions to guide your thoughts and action. So have fun with it. Self-inquiry time. What is your purpose in life? Why are you here? What are your passions and interests? How can you use your strengths and passion to make a difference? How do you think about the work that you do? How does your work contribute to a bigger cause? Achievements are highly coveted in our society. Who doesn't love being or rubbing shoulders with an Olympian athlete, an Oscar winner, a member of the parliament, or even a YouTube influencer? We value achievements. We place high esteem on big successes. Achievements boost our self-confidence and a sense of competency. It increases our can-do attitude. The continued effort. Consistent momentum and resilience required to accomplish goals make achievement such a satisfying affair. When it's done, you feel a sense of pride and agency. The components of positive emotions, meaning, and engagement are activated too. It can be a positive addiction. The success might drive you to want to set a new goal and start the cycle again. Why? Because it makes you happy. Engaged and fulfilled. As a positive coach, I have to throw caution here. Not all accomplishments promote a sense of well-being. Discernment is required. 
if the accomplishment requires a lot of sacrifices from other components in a PERMA framework, for instance, prolonged period away from loved ones or extended period of great stress and frustration, you might be leaning your ladder on the wrong wall. Ecology and balancing the skills are necessary for your well-being. Well-being is enhanced when you pursue goals which are linked to your intrinsic motivations rather than just purely extrinsic motivations. Definitely a pause for cause moment. Self-inquiry time. What motivates your existing goals? So what if you achieve these goals? How can you set a better goal? How can you develop more hope towards your goal? As the saying goes, health is wealth. Health is also part of well-being. Well-being is sustainable health. And well-being is sustainable wealth. How do you feel if you did not sleep for a night? I feel like crap, that's for sure. Often we take our bodies for granted. For the amount of work that our bodies do for us every second of the day, we choose to ingest poisonous substance, take fatty food, drink sugar-loaded beverages, and stuff ourselves with ice cream, cakes, and snacks. You are the food you eat. Respect your body. Research has shown that healthy behaviours such as eating healthy, sleeping well, and moving often promotes not just your physical health, but also your mental health, social relationships, and cognitive functioning. While you might think, what's the big deal of consuming one tub of ice cream? Your body have to work doubly hard to deal with the toxins that you're ingesting. Your body works overnight on top of all the autonomous functions that it is already tasked with round the clock. We are creatures of habits. Our habits define us. Choose your habits to promote health and to define you in your best self. I do not take desserts, ice cream or sugar drinks. To do so feels like violation to my body and by extension, a disrespect to my body. There is no sugar in my house. I recognize that might be extreme standards for some people. But you can have your own boundaries when it comes to healthy behaviors. Create better habits to promote health and to define you in the best self. Your body will thank you for it. Self-inquiry time. How can you eat more wisely? What can you forego or consume less of? How can you squeeze in more exercise in your daily routine? What can help you sleep more deeply? What are the habits you can cultivate to have healthier behaviours towards diet, exercise and sleep? Well, we have covered the entire PERMA framework. How are you feeling? I would encourage you to listen to this episode again with a pen and paper on hand. Pause if you have to. Pen down your answers and thoughts. Be proactive in promoting your own well-being. In a challenging time like this, all the more we must take care of ourselves so that we can continue to care for our loved ones in a sustainable way. So please listen to the episode again and take notes. The degree of importance for each of these components in a PERMA framework varies from individual to individual. So, 
find your magic formula. When you score highly on all the components in the PERMA model, that would indicate that you are flourishing. Flourishing means you're operating at the uppermost reaches of your set range of happiness. It means you are at an optimal level in terms of happiness, a joy-worthy goal to strive to it. We have come to the end of our episode. I hope you have found it enriching. Let's recap the key points in this episode. No one element determines well-being, but each contributes to it, and its level of importance varies from individual to individual. Carol Reeves' theory of psychological well-being's six components are self-acceptance, personal growth, purpose of life, positive relations with others, environmental mastery, and autonomy. At Diner's subjective well-being theory is most often thought of as having the three components of frequent positive effect, infrequent negative effect, and cognitive evaluations of one's life satisfaction. The six components in Martin Solomon Perma model of well-being are positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning, achievements, and health. An approximate 3 to 1 ratio of positivity is considered ideal for high-functioning teams, relationships, and marriages. You go into flow when your higher strengths are activated to meet the highest challenges you encounter. Other people matter. Good relationships protect our bodies and our brains. Those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. Well-being is enhanced when you pursue goals which are linked to your intrinsic motivations rather than just purely extrinsic rewards. Our habits define us. Choose your habit to promote health and to define you in your best self. The degree of importance for each of these components in the PERMA framework varies from individual to individual. Find your magic formula. Remember to join our Facebook group to share what insights you had from this episode and declare the actions that you want to take for your well-being. There is power in accountability. I look forward to hearing the inspired action you're going to take. Go to Facebook and search for Strengths and Joy podcast group. Together, we can support each other's well-being. We are looking for more Be Well and On Connect ambassadors who can share how they are taking care of their well-being and how they are using technology to stay connected with family and friends and for personal growth and development. So do like our We Are Healthy, Well and Connected Facebook page and better still, be our ambassador. This podcast is a free resource and is our labor of love. Much time, research and effort has been put into it in hopes of adding positivity and joy in your life. Please pass the blessings along by giving us reviews and sharing it with your community and do subscribe to our YouTube channel too. All references used for this episode and all our links are included in the episode description. Email to superpackasia at gmail.com if you would like uh, our giveaway 
with the list of self-inquiry questions and references. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will start on the Be Well series where we will dive deep into how to manage ourselves and stay well in this challenging time. Tough times don't last, tough people do. People living strengths-based life goes beyond. They thrive. In strengths, we activate joy. Till the next episode, be healthy, be well, and stay connected. This is Joy, signing off. Peace. This episode of Strengths and Joy podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Superpack. For free resources and materials, head on over to www.superpack.asia. In strengths, we shall activate joy. Joy.